0: Welcome to the True Vine podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. God bless you, and we are glad that you are here. This has been a great series. If you're able to stand with us this morning, could you please do so? The gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, Reminder, hopefully you're getting all the advertisement. The first Sunday of each month is called Spirit Sunday. So if you see t-shirts around, you see True Vine merchandise, we are just having a little bit of fun in Southern California. The gospel according to Matthew in chapter 6 and verse 31, the scripture says, don't worry or say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? That's what those people who don't know God are always thinking about. Don't worry, because your Father in Heaven knows that you need all these things. What you should want most is God's kingdom. And doing what He wants you to do, then He will give you all these things, all these other things you needed. Verse 34, so don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Tomorrow will have its own worries. Going to continue the series, which is Love Reigns. Heavenly Father, I ask you for one more Sunday. Lord, as we tether ourselves, as we drill deep, as we deep dive into the final lesson, that you would unctionize me, God, and that I would help somebody that somebody will be blessed and inspired and motivated and encouraged today, God, by the words of heaven that you will give me to speak. Lord, as I think and as I speak, I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me. I rebuke any distraction, God. Let us not come and go. Let us not get up from the sanctuary. Let us not walk away from our mobile device if we're streaming. But let us lean into the word and the prophetic word of God today. I bless this in Jesus' name. And if you receive the blessing, would you shout back amen? Amen, amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You may be seated. Too many people are consumed with worry and anxiety about what tomorrow might hold. This fear can be paralyzing. As Christians, we believe that our God is always looking out for us, and yes, we do believe that. We read in the scripture that He t- takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field and that he gives us the confidence to do whatever he has called us to do, to help us take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. You see, there is no benefit from worrying. In fact, anxiety only hurts us. When we trust God, we allow him to guide us through the steps of anxiety. We allow him to guide us through the steps of worry, and we allow him to guide us through the steps of the what if this could happen. This morning, I'm talking to you about love reigns. I want you to think about this. I do not have control of the future. Think about that. I do not have control of the future. What I want you to feel is this. My heavenly Father is looking out for me and will provide all my needs. I feel that. I own that. I believe that. That my heavenly Father is looking out for me and will provide me with all the needs that I have. And this is what I want you to do. Turn from your worry. Turn from your anxiety. And trust God's plan for your life. If you can do that, if you can think that, if you can feel that and you can do that then the power of God and the power of this lesson will make a difference in your life. I want to tell you this, that we don't just do sermon series for the cutesiness of a branding or or marketing or a graphic. We do sermon series because God deals with us. And there's situations that I cannot just cram into one Sunday. And so I try to air it out and I try to slow it down and I try to minister what God is laying on my heart. So if love reigns, please know this, my friend, that God knows exactly where you are today, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're carrying, the pressure and the weight and the bondage that you may find yourself under. But if love's going to reign, then God's going to help me get through this. God's going to order my steps. Why? Because he loves me. Someone shout back, he loves me. And so today is the final day of our sermon series of love reigns. We have been challenging ourselves to allow the love of God to reign in every area of our life. Let me just interrupt myself for a minute and tell you, the challenge is to allow God to reign in every area of your life, that there's no hidden secrets, there's no hidden closets, there's no hidden cubby holes, There's no hidden Facebooks. There's no hidden websites. There's no hidden cell phones. That every area of my life is pure. How many of us have seen the news when something goes awry and it says, you know what, they were living a double life? And too often, how many times is the good guy, I'm um, you know what, he was a Sunday school teacher and he was this at the local church and, and he and he was a baseball a uh, little league coach and he worked at the Boys and Girls Club, but he was living this kind of life. I'm here to preach and help somebody. You know what, if I'm going to be pure and honest and true to God, then love of God is going to reign in every area of my life. There's no secrets between my spouse and I. There's no secrets between my kids and I. There's no secrets between God and I. I'm not living a double life. I'm not living this way and coming here this way. Why? Because God is going to reign, and he's going to touch, and he's going to bless, and he's going to provide in every area of my life. Now, I know that preaches well and teaches well, Brother Gustavo, but when we really got to live it, that takes a little bit of work. And so we talked on the first week of Easter about resurrection. The second week, we talked about God reigning over our past Last week Brother Chavez talked about the present and this is our final week I want to talk to you about allowing God to reign over your future. None of us know the future. We wonder from time to time what does the future hold for us? Where do we go from here? Sometimes we wonder because our current situation is so painful and so bleak and so dark, and we wonder if we're ever going to get on the other side of life, and we're ever wonder if we're going to get past that I am the victim, and will I ever be the victorious person? Will God ever do something for me? Hello, come on. Now, I want to preach to somebody here this morning that if God is in your life and love is reigning, you could be in a valley and still say, if God be for me, who can be against me? What shall we say to these things? I mm, Hey, I'm not saying every situation in life is perfect. I'm not saying I like valleys when I walk through them. I'm not saying I like stormy days. But I do know this. If the love of God is reigning in my life, regardless of the climate or the temperature or the surroundings or the mountaintop or the valley or the the weather, I know that God is ordering my steps and he's protecting my family and he has my marriage and he has my soul and eventually everything's going to be okay. Why? Because God's love is reigning and I know we're coming out slowly of a pandemic and I know that we are working back to some normalcy. But I want someone to hear me this morning that if God's love is reigning in your life, regardless of the last 13 or 14 months, that God's church always wins and God's people always win. And when we focus on what God is doing, we realize that God is also working in our life together. Can someone shout, Amen? Amen. And so I need to hear, I need someone to hear me this morning. Regardless of how you feel today, I'm not minimizing it. I'm not trying to mitigate it. But the future that God sees for each one of you, which represents our church. You see, we are the church. And when God sees my future moving forward and it is blessed, you know what? So is the church also blessed because we represent what God is doing. Our families, our homes, our marriages, our minds, our spirits, our... mm, Yes, love does reign. And so either way, the curiosity of the future sometimes slips into unhealthy obsession. So where you worry and there's a community of worrying and you're not sure what's going to happen. Well, I'm here to help you to tell you, hey, that God makes everything right and God puts everything in control and God puts everything in order. Why? Because he loves us and his love reigns in his people. See, worry is all-consuming, and it uses your time and your energy. It uses your attention on things that we cannot tr- control. We worry about our finances. We worry about our family. We worry about our jobs. We worry about getting sick. We worry about everything else. And, and I do understand it's easier to preach about, don't worry. Remember the song? Be happy. <laughs> Do-da-do-do-da. The old little Jamaican vibe. Don't worry. Be happy. You see, the problem is that our worry does not improve our situation. The only true way to cure the sickness of worry is to trust the love of God and let that rule my life. I'm going to have to lean into God. Jesus spoke about the struggle in Matthew chapter 6. Even though the passage of Scripture was written nearly 2,000 years ago, our opening text, don't worry about this, don't worry about that. Over 2,000 years ago, he spoke about it there, and they pinned the words. And here's the funny thing, Brother Tony. You know what? It's still relevant today. It's not extinct. It it, it didn't go out of order here. But, hey, I got to make sure even in this pandemic era of the 21st century, with everything at our fingertips, it is possible to worry. It is possible to have anxiety. It is possible to have panic. As you think and you get things all maybe twisted from what God is trying to do because I can't see the beginning from the ending, but the scripture tells me that God can do that. And I think some of us sometimes need just a reset to say, you know what, God is in control. I know that, but it's good to hear it. I know that God's going to work things out, but it's good to be affirmed and reaffirmed sometimes because sometimes if I'm left to my own devices, I wonder, how's this going to work out? This is not fair. What's going to happen? And I work myself up into a frenzy. And as you work yourself up into a frenzy, what you're doing is you're pulling away from God because God is not like that. I want us to understand that, yes, love really does reign. It's not a little cute cliche with graphics. But there's a human side of us that we sense anxiety of the future. We sense anxiety of what's going to happen? How are my kids going to turn out? Well, what's going to happen with us when I retire? How are we going to retire? Where are you going to retire? We're going to have enough money. Do I have to work a job? Am I going to get sick? All these things, these what ifs. And I I know, here's here's the thing. In this walk with God, a lot of the battle is right here in the mind. And that's where the enemy attacks and he comes against. And he he throws these fiery darts, as the King James says. And if they lodge in my spirit and they lodge in my mind and they lodge in my thought process, then the enemy begins to work on that and work on that and work on that. And if I'm not careful, it wears me down. And you get so weary, you just say, I don't know. Jesus tells us not to worry about our life. Scripture in Matthew chapter 6 tells us not to worry about our daily needs, not to worry about our wants, that Jesus offers the proof of the ability that he has that points us back to one thing. Watch this. He talks about the birds in the air. These tiny winged animals are anxious about nothing, and God speaks to that. And in my logical thinking, I begin to think, you know, if he cares about birds, what about people and humanity what about humans what about you and i that that his spirit is dwelling inside of us and and if his spirit is inside of us his spirit is not a spirit of anxiety his spirit is not a spirit of panic his spirit is not a spirit of worry and so i have to conclude in my own heart that if i'm if i'm this is being bred in me that maybe god's spirit needs a refresher inside of me what how do i do that i get into the holy of holies i get to where god and say god you know what some things inside of me i'm wrestling with it's not like you it's like me it's the human side of me and just the same way that he prayed Father, let this cup pass from me. That's the human side of God. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. If it's possible, can we choose another route? And the conclusion is there, what does he say? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, that's contrasting the human side of the man, Jesus. To us with worry and anxiety and panic. And I think we're all smart enough and educated enough and we have just enough mentality to be a theologian and say, you know what? That's not God. I think we could conclude that. But here's the $6 million question. How do I tell myself that? How does that work, Brother Jeff, inside of me so I can stand on the Word of God and not just quote it, but it also makes a difference inside of my mind and my spirit and my thought process? How do I get God and that truth from there in the preached Word? How do I grab it and live it? Woo, that's a good question. My answer to that is, you know what, i got to stay sensitive, and i got to stay tender to the voice of God. How do you do that? Well, I don't. there's several ways to do that. How do I, you want to ask and how I do it? I, part of it is I do it my time alone with God. Now, I'm kind of an older guy, but surprisingly, on my play, so, playlist on iTunes, sometimes that gets me too. There's a few songs on my playlist on iTunes that if I don't like, feel like crying and getting out, I, I skip them. Because I cannot get through a couple of songs without crying. I don't want to cry right now. I want it pumping, upbeat, take the mountain. Come on, we can do this. Kind of like a little hoorah at MCRD with some recruits. Hoorah. No, I'm not crying right now. But I know there's a few songs that would just catapult me into the holy of holies. And I play those. And I'm going to be honest. My wife, we're empty nesters, right? So there's just two of us. And Debbie, I'm so privately sensitive I won't play those songs when she's there because she's going to come in. What you crying about? Oh, you killed it, man. Are you serious? Where'd you come from? I was with Jesus and he, you just kicked him out. <laughs> okay, next song. Forget it. I just know myself, right? So once I start that cry, I, I, it's got to finish. You can't get interrupted. Don't feel right, you know? Kind of like you're left hanging on the cliff, you know? But I'm, I'm just telling you, this is how I make myself connect with God. Amen. Any human being can worry. Right. Hey, Pastor, are you worried about everybody coming back? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Is, there, am I gonna, is it going to control me? No. Will they all come back? I don't know. No. How, how do I leave things with God? and the love of God that he's trying to do in this kingdom, in this church, in my life, in your life, how do you leave it there and just say, okay, I'm going to live my life, and God's going to help me figure that out? What's the connectivity to where I can release? Well, the closer and the more I'm around God, the more I begin to hear the voice of God and feel God's heartbeat and the vibe of God and the culture of God. But I got to stay there and here, it works the other way, too, on the opposite side. The more I'm away from God, the more I'm away from things of God, the more I'm away from worship, the more I'm away from a community group that I'm out here, then there's things that get between God and I. And it's very hard to see God's love when things aren't going well. It's very hard to see God's love when I'm down on my luck and woe is me and I'm in a valley of darkness and I'm in despair and I can't climb out. Hey, you want to talk to me about the love of God? That's hard to talk to someone when they're there. But I'm here to preach to us this morning that in some cases, you have to help yourself. You can't blame it all on God. You can't blame it all on the preaching. You can't blame it on the community group. Say, hey, well, if it was all this and this, that would have got me out. No, you got to get up and say, hey, i got to make a better life for myself. I need to be more spiritual. I need my family to be more holy. I can't blame it all on the preaching or the church or the word of God. I've got to do something to help facilitate this love that God wants to bring into my life. I can't blame it all on love, and I can't blame it all on grace. Hello. When am I going to do my part? Nobody wants to wrestle with anxiety. Nobody my wife. Well, we know firsthand years ago with my wife, nobody wants to wrestle with panic. Nobody wants to be consumed with depression or oppression. But if you find yourself living that life even a little bit, my question to you this morning as I try to help you is, what are you doing to try to climb out of that environment to get yourself back into the holy of holies to where you could say, hey, man, it's a great life. Hey, you're in the valley. I know, but it's still a great life considering the options, considering what I've seen, considering where I'm going. I'm living a great life. I got a great family. I go to a great church. I serve a great God, the power of the spoken word of God. God, now we're going to figure this out, but I'm going to help the cause by getting up and finding a place to get alone with God on a regular basis. Oh, someone shout, amen. So yes, I have to be proactive. If I'm going to experience the love of God and his love is going to reign in my life, then I have to be proactive to connect to him because it's a relationship. And trusting God for the future instills a deep hope that God is there before I even get there. What are you doing? I'm trying to challenge your faith this morning. I'm, I'm trying to challenge where you're living this morning. Hey, I'm coming out of a pandemic just like you are. Everybody's coming out at the same speed, but, but not everybody is developing back to normalcy at the same speed. What's the difference? What's the disconnect? Worry? Maybe. Fear? Maybe. Anxiety? Maybe. Maybe. The what ifs, maybe. But if you let the word of God that's being preached from this pulpit not just be hearers on a Sunday, but I want to be a doer on a Monday. Watch this. When nobody's around... There's no music, there's no worship, there's no nothing. I'm by myself all alone I Say, you know what? What I heard on Sunday, I can use it on Monday and it's relevant right now. It sounded good on a Sunday, but now I really need to put it in play. Right now, I really need to lean into it. Right now, I need some song on a playlist to catapult me into the authority of God's word and where he lives, that because I need to hear the voice of God. For some reason in my mind, Just to get up here and say love reigns, I don't seem that powerful. But when I understand that we're talking about God's love, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be affirmed. Everybody wants to be needed. And if we are like that in the human realm, How much more is it that, hey, God, I want you to know that you're blessing my life. I want you to know that you're proud of what I'm doing. I want you to know that we are friends, God, and I lean on you, and I appreciate everything you've done, and the love, and we come back, and there's a relationship beyond just the cute words, love reigns. You see, the assignment this morning is to help us understand. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I say this because I know the plans I have for you. This message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you. I don't have plans to hurt you. I have plans to give you hope and a good future. God has a preferred future that he longs to invite you into. His future is always good. His future always wins. Sometimes the climate. Sometimes the weather. I've said this before, but you know, you could go on vacation somewhere and it could be bad weather, but you're still on vacation. You're still there. You make it work. Right. <clears throat> you don't just stay in the hotel. You don't fly home. You see, Disneyland's a few miles down the road, and maybe you have Disney, Disneyland passes. And you could go there, and it could rain occasionally in Southern California. It could rain But the fact that it rains does not mean you're not at Disneyland. This is still Disneyland. Get on the Matterhorn and shut up. I mean, be quiet. Get out your umbrella. Do what you want to do. We're on Main Street in Disneyland. Come on, son. It's raining. It's still Disneyland. Doesn't change Disneyland. Just the weather changes. Everything still works, everything still functions. And sometimes in our life, like that, maybe we're going through a valley and we say, Woe is me, where is God? God's love reigns? Yeah, right. No, it's just the weather. It's just the condition that you're in right now, the environment. He's still God. You're still part of the kingdom. You're still part of the church. But it's raining. I know. Get out your umbrella and give God some praise. Rain doesn't last forever. Dark days don't last forever. Hey, I'm still blood-bought. I've been washed in the blood. God still reigns, and I'm still the child of the king. Why? Because I believe this. Oh, somebody put your hands together. Woo! That's how I get through things. That's That's how I keep moving forward. That's how I step behind a pulpit on a Sunday, regardless of my week. I know that I am tethered to God, and it's just a little season. It's just a little storm. But when I zoom out, hey, I'm still at Disneyland. Sure beats people being at work raining on them. If it's going to rain, I'd rather be here than at work rather than shut up in the house locked up hey get your umbrella miss make it work right. why because you came there for a purpose and all of us on vacation and traveling thankfully you guys were so kind a year ago december went to we went to europe three countries london paris and rome italy Rome's not a country, by the way, if you're wondering. I knew that. Watch me. We went to Paris. The Eiffel Tower, ooh, romantic. We had lunch on, the what is it called? The, the Sine or Sine River, or I forget exactly how you pronounce it. Went passing, trucking along. There's um, Notre Dame. It had been already destroyed by fire and all the scaffolding. Down the little boat ride, come back. And while we're in Paris for our three days or two and a half days in Paris, it was freezing ice cold. (laughs) I wore a zip-up puffer jacket. Under the puffer jacket, thinking it kept you warmer, name, brand, North Face. Um, vest, shirt, T-shirt, froze. <laughs> All of our pictures from Paris is in a gray puffer jacket. So I should have just wore one shirt. You know, you know, they just, I'm just, I don't have to change my shirts. They don't know. We just take pictures. Freezing. Rainy. you know what? I'm still in Paris. Paris. (laughs) Baby, give me a kiss. Isn't that what you're supposed to do at the Eiffel Tower? That's what the movies do. Oh, I don't watch movies. Never mind. We still toured Paris frozen. We still toured Paris wet from rain. Because that's what we wanted to do, and that's why we were there. Hey, did you have a good time? Yes, we had a good time. But it was freezing. You got it. It was raining. You got it but we still made it work. How many times in life are we freezing and wet and we don't want to make it work and we say, hey, if you are still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then my situation, you are still God and sunshine's going to come out and it's going to be brighter day and blessings will pour again. Why? But I got to stay faithful to God. I got to keep moving forward. I got to understand, yes, his love still reigns when I don't feel like he's loving me. It's the conditions. They change. Not the location. Not the lugar. It, no, no. Just conditions change. I'm sure you can go to Paris on much brighter days. Note to self, don't tour Europe in December. But we were there, so we had a good time. All I'm saying in this situation here as we talk about love reigns is that no matter where you are in life today, no matter how you feel, no matter what pressures upon you, no matter what frustrations you have, no matter what questions you have that are not answered, understand this, that love still reigns. God is always with us. And if we're not careful, this is part of my heavy heart, we're going to judge God and the kingdom of the church by the weather condition of the location that we're in. What? How foolish would it be of me to say, you know what, Sister Rosetta, your country was beautiful, but it's raining when we were there too. I'm never going back to Italy Oh, and you would tell me, oh, pastor, there are different locations. There's Tuscany, there's this, there's sunny. Hey, go these months. Italy's beautiful. And if I judged Italy or if I judged Paris based on our December experience, I'd say, nah, I'll pass. But that's sometimes what we do with the work of God and the kingdom of God. We get a little disillusioned because we doesn't feel like things are clipping and clicking along. And we wonder, does love really reign? Does God really work? Does this spirit, apostolic, Pentecostal thing even relevant anymore? And we begin to think thoughts that are not healthy. I just want you to know that love reigns. And God wins. And when God wins, the church wins. And when the church wins, you win. And when we win, my family wins. And when my family wins, my kids win. And when my kids win, it just keeps going and building and building. And so I'm kind of slowing down a little bit here. Brother Pastor Renolan, you can come. That our connectivity to God is a relationship. And when that relationship is strained, all of what God is becomes strained. Not God to us, but strained me to God. And if I'm not careful, and if we're not careful, we begin to make decisions and judge the validity of the power of God in a strained relationship. That's like asking some marriage that's strained, or if they're estranged, hey, how's marriage? Horrible. (laughs) See, you ask a family with a strained relationship how marriage is, and you knock on some bride's door on her honeymoon night. Excuse me, how's marriage? Different answer. Because the relationship is in a different place. Still both married, married. But the relationship is at a different place and a different level. So you're going to get two different answers. And if we're not careful with the enemy... When we judge the validity and the power and the goodness of God in a strained relationship with God compared to when things are going good, we're going to come up with two different answers. The problem is we never come up with the right answer. Because we don't have the spiritual ability to make the leap because the relationship is strained. You say, well, I'm not... My relationship with God isn't strained. I'm not estranged from God. How would you grade yourself on pre-pandemic relationships compared to post-pandemic relationships? How do you grade yourself? See, here's what I know. Pre-pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic, the love of God still reigns. Right. Yes. The variable is humanity. Humanity. The variable is me. The attitude wavers. But God... And here's the thing. It just keeps going. With or without me. That's the love of God. So I want to pray for us this morning. I want to come against anybody here that has been battling. I want to come against... The worry. Again, I I think I can speak with authority. With my wife years ago, anxiety, panic, depression paralyzed her. I think I can speak with authority about those three areas. And as we close out this sermon series, I just feel that I need to pray a prophetic prayer over anyone that is struggling with worry, anxiety, panic, or depression. I'm going to take authority over that. You need somebody in your corner. You need another voice in your corner. You need another godly influence. than the commercials and the ungodly people And all the options that you think might free you from that. You know, in the secular world, when people try to help themselves, they call it self-medicating. They're vices. That's where things could lead. If God doesn't set us free. And to say he can't set you free would be a disgrace to the power of the Word of God. To say that His love can't penetrate and disintegrate that would be disrespectful to this right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If God be for us, who can be against us? I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. What shall we say to these things? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I mean, this thing is laced with powerful scriptures, which would be the bridge into the holy of holies where hearts are mended and troubles are vanished. But I do understand when you're in that condition, she was, she could not find those scriptures. She could not find that access door. She could not find that open door. So what had to happen? The spiritual leader, the dad, the husband, had to make a way for her because she did not have the spiritual cognitive skills to say, God, I hear your voice. So what I had to do, Brother Dorval, well, I had to go find God's love and bring it back to her. And that's what dads do. We're, dads are fixers. Maybe you're a single adult, maybe you're a lady. The principle's the same. Sometimes I, you gotta get people in your corner you got to get people in your life. Say, I I don't have a husband who advocates for me. Come on, get people in the church. Get a godly person. Get voices in your life. Say, hey, you need to advocate for me because I feel like I'm seeking and I'm being ground to powder. I need another voice because I can't speak. So we're going to pray against that as I conclude the series. I don't want you to raise your hands. I don't want you to imply anything. But just listen to me for a minute. I'm going to pray. If you have thought and you worried about the future, if you feel the word anxiety has been in your life, I want you to hold that for a minute. If you feel that you have wrestled off and on with panic attacks, you fear the unknown, you are obsessively worrying about, you fill in the blank, your health, blood report, my kids, my marriage, my finance. I'm obsessively, I can see myself. If that's you, I want to pray against it. If you have gotten to the spot in this pandemic that you feel like God has lost his power and you know that's not true, but you feel that way, I want you to hold on to that. Because we're going to take authority. If you feel like there are things in your life and your reasoning process against the kingdom and your life and the world is harder to discern, I'm going to pray for that. I've counseled with people, I've pastored long enough after 21 years. In some situations, they say, Pastor, I need you to help me think because I don't even know what's right and wrong anymore. I cannot discern what's the right answer. I can't make decisions. I'm afraid I can't make the right decision. I just, I'm so burdened I can't see clearly. If you feel like that, I'm going to pray for you. That the clarity of God's perfect will will resonate in your spirit to pray for you. I feel this very strongly. As a pastor, I just gave an example. When my wife was going through this years ago, that I had to be the tip of the spear for my family. And thankfully, God healed her miraculously. She don't take medication. She don't see a doctor. She don't see a therapist. She don't see anybody. God healed her. But during that time, I had to advocate for her. And I'll share more at the end of the month with you, but I feel that we are in a time now that I see the body of Christ here in a local church that God has asked me to lead. That in a lot of your situations, I'm advocating for you that you don't even know about. And I'm burdened. I'm advocating for you. The heartbeat of the church. At times during this pandemic, the heartbeat has gotten soft. I'm just telling you. I'm advocating for you. You are not alone. And if I'm the spiritual father of this church and a pastor then I got to do the same thing that I would do for this precious lady for the body of Christ. There would be times I would come home from work and she would not get up and she would be laying in bed all day. And Brother Markwell, it would be discouraging, but I could not let that show. There are times that I would drive home from work and wonder what's the atmosphere of my home dark and dismal. She's crying. What am I going to step into? Brother Dan, I had to get it together when I stepped in. It's kind of like, Dad's home. Everything's going to be okay. I had to get ready. I feel like I've been like that for the church in part of this pandemic. That's why I'm asking you to meet me the last Wednesday of this month. I need to tell some of you that Dad's home. Please do not miss. Do not make an excuse. Do whatever you got to do. The last Wednesday of this month. And I want you to hear the heartbeat of a dad. But for today, I got to close this out. So let me pray. If you're able to stand with me, please do so. If you're not, it's okay. I want to pray for our church. I want you to pray for yourself. You know your specific individual need. I'm going to pray for us as a body of Christ. I'm going to pray for us as if I would pray for my family. But I want you, the family members, to have focused prayer for your situation. And together, according to the word, things will be made whole. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning, God, we come to a solemn atmosphere and position as I open up the door of the Holy of Holies, God. I'm advocating for my family here. I'm advocating for the bride of Christ, God, that those that have been weary, those that are worrying, those that are pressured with anxiety those that are up against mountains that they cannot even climb that god a spiritual father here in flesh would represent every person in this house everyone that's streaming online everyone that views the service at a later date god let it not end with this sunday message but let it minister to anyone that will open up their heart and enter into the Holy of Holies. Lord, you are our Heavenly Father and everything is going to be okay. Lord, you bring assurance. Lord, you bring stability. And I pray in the Spirit right now, God, for this church as a pastor and a leader, and a man of God, Lord, that steps over this pulpit and preaches, God, the prophetic, profound word of God, that your word will not come back void, Lord, but that you will speak and bring peace and anointing and assurance. And at the end of all this, God, I ask you that love will reign in every situation, God, every mind, every home, every marriage, every individual, that love will reign. Uh, My friend, I want you to lift your hands now and give God some praise. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you'd like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.